You are listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you've enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. If you want to take a copy of God's Word or your smart device or whatever that may be and open to Exodus chapter 20 or like always you can follow on the screen i want to thank aaron for uh leading this sunday he'll also be leading next sunday robin is on a pretty long vacation this is the last vacation that he and danielle will have with their daughter while she's still single because she's getting married in october and so they're looking forward to that but not looking forward to her you know kind of getting out of the house and with finn and stuff so uh praying for them and hope they have a great time but Aaron's always had a heart for worship. That's what he does. Great worship pastor and appreciate him uh, leading today. Where we're in a study of the uh, Ten Commandments. And in the first four commandments, God says, it's all about me. He tells us four things. He says, put me first. Don't misrepresent me. And last week we talked about don't misuse or abuse my name And today, the fourth one is take one day off a week and give it to me. So the first four commandments deal with our relationship to God. The last six commandments deals with our relationship to others. And this morning, we're going to look at the fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So let me ask you a question. Do you ever get tired just thinking of what you have to do? Are you as worn out on Monday mornings as you are Friday afternoons? Have you ever brought home work and used the weekends to catch up? Do you ever feel guilty when you relax? So today, we're going to see what God's Word says about taking a day off. Now, I want you to think about that. These messages are about ten values that help build strong nations, strong lives, and strong families. Now, would you agree that workaholism hurts families? Amen? God has more to say. Now, listen to this. God has more to say about taking a day off than he does about murder. It is the longest of the Ten Commandments. God seems to be saying, I'm telling you, I am very serious about this thing. And I want you to take it very seriously too. So this is going to be a two-part message. One reason is because this is the hardest commandment that I personally struggle with. And a lot of pastors struggle with. I'll say a little more about that as we go. So we're going to look at two questions today and two more next week. And we begin reading in verse 8 of Exodus chapter 20. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to, your Lord, to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within the gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, And rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the seventh day 
and made it holy. How many of you have ever ordered something or went to get something and you started to unpack it and you got it out and if you're like me, you don't like to read directions. Any of you like that? And you say, you know, this thing is stupid. I can't figure it out. It must be broke. And you start to repack it and you can't get it to go in the package, right? Anybody's ever done that? Well, so then you get it back out and then there's these things again called directions, instructions, owner's manual. And you begin to read it. And you say, oh, that makes sense. Take a screwdriver and just push in here. Well, me being the owner of a screwdriver, I figured I could figure that out. And guess what? It worked. But do you also know, do you know who knew that work? The people who wrote the manual. Amen? All we have to do is read it. It's the same thing with the Word of God. We have to read the manual. See, this, the thing is, when we're broken, when we're overwhelmed, when we're stressed out, when we just feel like, I cannot do this any longer. I can't keep going like this day after day after day. Then the logical place is to turn what? To the owner's manual. Amen? Most of us have been there. You see, you and I have a creator. And the owner's manual for humans is called the Bible. The Word of God. And all the answers are there if we will just take time and look at it. So we're going to look today at how to find rest for the stressed. Do you know how much medication is out there for stress? Number one, what is a Sabbath? Now we just read the fourth commandment. And out of the ten commandments, that's the fourth one. And it begins, uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Right there hidden in plain sight, smack dab in the middle of the Ten Commandments is the answer for the rest for the stressed. It is to develop a habit of a weekly Sabbath. A Sabbath is simply a day of rest. That's what it is. A Sabbath is simply a day of rest. The Bible says you have six days each week for your ordinary work. But on the seventh day is a day of rest. Well, that tells us that the seventh thing, on the seventh day, that you do things that aren't ordinary. You do things, then the things you do all the other days. And God is saying that our lives should have a distinct rhythm to it. There's a rhythm in our lives. And when we don't practice the rhythm, our lives just feel like they're going crazy. It seems like then nothing ever, ever changes. The key to feeling rested and refreshed and purposeful is to take a daily Sabbath. To take at least that one day a week and set it apart for God. Have you ever heard a band or an orchestra warming up and you come in and it just sounds like garbage? You know what I mean? Everybody's blowing, tooting, and they're hitting keys all at the same time. But isn't it amazing what happens when the conductor steps up and they all begin to fall in rhythm? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? All the little parts. What changed? The musicians didn't suddenly get a lot better in that 10 seconds when the conductor stepped up. No, the difference is rhythm. 
They all came together to the same rhythm. So a rhythm that set the pace of what was going on. And in the same way, when we add God's rhythm to our life, and that Sabbath to our lives, the rhythm creates beautiful music from what, from what may right now feel like noise in your life. You see, rhythm is all around us. Let me expound on that. Rhythm is in every part of life. In traffic, it's a stoplight. In school, it's my favorite period. It's called recess. It's called, listen, in days, it's called nights. In seasons, it's called winter. In oceans, it's called waves. And in our souls, it's called a Sabbath. That's what is rest. Rest is the Sabbath. The rest that defines the action of the whole rest of our lives. Because, let's face it, and we know this, without any rest, then it's just nonstop traffic. Now, be honest. What if there were never any traffic lights anywhere? Now, to be honest, sometimes I wish there weren't because I like to drive a little aggressive. You understand. I've told y'all before, I'm just a safe, aggressive driver. I'm really a safe, impatient, aggressive driver. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you can identify with that. But think about it. You've seen movies, too, where somebody will get a hold of something and just start making all the red lights turn green or whatever, and all the cars just, you know, have a wreck. It would be chaos. If you read a book and the words just went on and on without any spaces and commas or periods to tell you, hey, this is where you need to take a break, it wouldn't make any sense. But here's the deal. Rest brings definition to chaos. Rest brings definition to chaos. And that's what the Sabbath will do for you. You see, our flesh rebels against limits. Our flesh just wants to do whatever we want, whenever we want to do it. But it turns out that what our soul really needs is not to do what we want, but to, not, but to do what God created us to do. And hear me this morning. God is really clear here that he created us to rest. Who's supposed to do this? Who is supposed to take a Sabbath? Well, this passage also tells us this specific phrase, this includes you. This includes you. This includes me. None of us are exempt from it. It talks about all the children, the adults, the men, the women, the rich, the poor, the dogs, the cats, the cows. You understand what I mean? Everybody. Everybody needs it. And then God does something that blows my mind. You know who he included? Himself. He says, I even took the seventh for the day of rest. Now, God didn't take the seventh day of rest because he was worn out and tired. He chose it because it's holy. He chose to because it's holy. And that tells us that rest is holy. Now, I have to admit to you this morning, I have not been great at this in my life. I have not been very good at taking a Sabbath. I mean, somehow, some way, somewhere, if you really force me to, I'd have to admit that resting like that just kind of feels like a weakness. 
Now hear me. I mean, if I'm weak, I have to take a break. And also, how's the world going to keep going if I rest? Huh? How is the church going to keep going when I take vacation? You know what? Every time I take vacation and every time I come back, this church is still here. It has not gone anywhere. I still have those meetings. I still have those appointments. But I could call names in here because God bless you, especially some of you older people in your 70s and 80s have tried to demand that me to just really take a Sabbath. Because I'm always, it's my phone, it's my email, it's my text. And I say, well, you know, my mother, you know, she was in bad shape. And I had it, well, mom's gone now. I said, well, you know, my dad was, my dad's gone now. But I still have children. I still have grandchildren. You see how we are? But what I mean is, it's okay sometimes. What did we do when we didn't have cell phones and the internet? Do you know people actually had to sit at a table and have conversation? They didn't sit here. Oh, I want to ask you something, but beep, beep. Beep, beep. When my daughter started dating and I saw Blake, who's married to my daughter now, on one end of the couch and Emily on the other end of the couch, and I see them texting, laughing. What are y'all doing? We're talking. Talk! Don't talk on the phone like that. Y'all know what I mean? Y'all understand? People used to have eat, to eat meals together. Y'all remember those? And I've given you stats before that hardly anybody in families eat but one meal. Or You don't understand what I'm saying. Listen, God is very serious about this. But the truth is that God wants us to follow his example just as in everything and take a rest because it's holy. Hear me this morning. Rest is not a mark of weakness. It's a mark of holiness. So first, a Sabbath is simply a day of rest. Number two, why is it so important to take a Sabbath? Well, again, that word holy means set apart. So on that day, on your Sabbath, you do something different than you did all the other days. It's got to be completely different. Six days in which you do your work, and the seventh day is to be totally set apart. But why is it so important to take a Sabbath? Good question. First, your soul demands it. Your soul demands it. If you break this commandment, it will eventually break you. Now, you know some people who you just can't get to rest. And what happens is you will experience burnout. Your life will derail. That's just the way it is. God made you, and he made you to take a day off. You know, the thing is, Lori and I are parents. We have two children. And there were days I just didn't want to be a parent. Anybody ever been there and done that? Lori and I are married. There's some days I just didn't want to be a husband. There's some days she wanted to kill me. And I thought about killing her. Now we're being honest, right? Listen to me. It's so important that we rest. That's the way you're made. That's the way your soul is made. That's the way your body is made. That's the way your mind is made. You have to take a day off every seven days. 
Now, I don't mean miss church on Sundays unless you're on a real vacation, okay? Or sick or laid up. And listen, and if you don't, those who never take a Sabbath will end up stringing together a lot of Sabbaths in a hospital bed. It's so important. It's a commandment. It's not an option. In fact, the Old Testament, for those who broke the Sabbath, the penalty was, y'all remember? Death. The death penalty for the first six commandments, if you broke them. It was the death penalty. How would that, would that get any of you to rest? You're going to be electrocuted tomorrow if you don't rest today. You ain't got to tell me but once on that one. Amen? Y'all understand? But that's what it was. That's the way it was. But see, I praise God we don't have the death penalty for breaking the Sabbath today in the New Testament. But it really is death. Think about it. Death to the soul. It's really the same thing. Maybe worse. It's death to the soul over time and it affects your emotions and it affects your body. When our souls feel restless though, usually what we try to do is different activities. More activities. We get busier. Jump from one thing to the next. Why? Because we want to get rid of that restlessness in the soul. But here's the thing. When your soul feels restless, it needs rest. It's as simple as that. Now, I want us to look at Psalm 23. Anybody ever heard of that passage? Of course, one of our favorites in all of Scripture, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters or still waters, whatever your soul, your Bible may say. He restores my soul. Now, you ought to underline that first phrase, the Lord is my shepherd. And then you need to underline that last phrase, he restores my soul. And draw a line connecting the two. Because when God is your shepherd, he will restore your soul through rest. Back when I was doing the uh, Jesus uh, series, and I was talking about, our, you know, the shepherd. And I was talking about the gates and the different things. You remember me showing the picture of Shrek the sheep? You remember that? Shrek the sheep in New Zealand. It was like in 2004. And for six years, they never saw this sheep. And one day they found him in a cave. They were amazed at how long he was alive, how he even survived. And when they sheared him, he had an extra 60 pounds of wool, enough to make suits for 20 large men. He was still trying, though, to get away from the shearer at the time. Now, that reminds me of us. Because as sheep... As we try to run away from the shepherd, man, we do that all the time. We try to run away from the shepherd. We try to get away from the shepherd because we do what we feel like doing. We think that's freedom. We run away from the shepherd. Then our fleece, the fleece of our problems, the fleece of our stress, the fleece of our sins and shame starts to weigh us down. Just like that wool on that sheep it just gets heavier and heavier. 
and we can't really see what God has for us in life. But guess what? We still try to run away from it, thinking we know what's best when he wants to take that burden off of us. You see, we think if we're free to do whatever we want to do, we'll find fulfillment. But that's not really true. You see, it's not doing what you want that brings fulfillment. It's doing what you're made to do that brings fulfillment. You and I were made to take a Sabbath, and we need to understand that. You don't know really what you need. Your flesh just craves. But your soul knows what you need, and you've got to get in tune with your soul. And the only way you do that is tuning into the shepherd. God made you and me to need a day off every seven days. And we must trust the shepherd. Now I want you to underline the phrase, he makes me lie down in green pastures if you have your Bibles there. Sometimes God has to make us lie down when we don't want to lie down. He loves us so much, and he knows we so need it, amen, that he will make us lie down in green pastures. When you're going 100 miles an hour in life and you're racing past the green pastures of God's blessing, fortunately, God loves us too much to let us do that. And sometimes he will allow us to have a flat tire as we're racing 100 miles an hour through life. And we're missing out on the green pastures that we're racing past and never noticing. Sometimes it's the flat tire of a burnout. You can finally notice the green pastures of balance and do the things that you need to do and get intentional about bringing balance to your life and the way that God intended it. Sometimes it's the flat tire of anxiety, an anxiety attack. You're successful. Everything's going great. Man, you're looking down on others that seem to be weak because they rest. And you're going as fast as you can, and guess what happens one day? Boom. You have an anxiety attack that hits you and knocks you to your knees so that you can find the green pasture of a deeper relationship with the Prince of Peace. Or maybe God allows a failure in your life so that you'll finally notice the green pastures that you have been speeding by where you can find your real identity. That it's not all wrapped up in what you do, but it's in whose you are. Totally different. It's in who you are in Christ and whose you are. You belong to God. And when you find, you start finding the green pastures of your real identity, then it's not wrapped up in what everyone else thinks about you. And that is a struggle for me sometimes. You see, sometimes God allows the flat tire of failure to stop you in your tracks. Why? So you will find your real purpose. He'll move you into joy that you were made for. And you would have never found it if you kept going 100 miles an hour in life. I have heard 
all kinds of excuses. I've used some of the same ones. Well, you know, I've just got so much to do. You know, have you ever thought about this? Now, those of you who've got a job and you have to be there. I mean, you have to be there, especially if you're management. Or especially if you're a pastor. And you're supposed to show up at work whatever time tomorrow. If you died today, do you think that job would still be there for somebody? Huh? Life goes on, doesn't it? And when you think like that, and you think that life is so precious that we do, look, it's not in our hearts, and our stomachs, when we get sick, it's not so much what we're eating, it's what's eating us. And sometimes that soul just needs that refreshing. It needs that rest. Sometimes it's a flat tire of a breakup where God will allow a breakup in the relationship so that you can experience the green pastures of God's love for you. And he can guide you to the right one for you that you would have missed out on otherwise. So first, we should take a Sabbath because our soul demands it. And the good news is, if you're a Christ follower... You have got a good shepherd, and he will allow a flat tire in your life. He will allow pain in your life. Anything to get your attention so that you will stop and notice and experience the blessings that he has for you. But then also, I want you to see that your effectiveness requires it. Your effectiveness requires it. We think if we don't take a day off that we'll be more productive and effective, but all the studies show that it's just the opposite. In fact, if you want to be productive and creative, we need to rest. Listen, you've got to develop that rhythm of a day off at least every seven days. Why? It's got to recharge your creativity, and to reboot so you can be effective and productive. Ecclesiastes 10.10. If the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength, but wisdom helps one to succeed. This is what he's saying. He's saying if the woodcutter just keeps cutting and just keeps chopping and just keeps cutting away and takes a break, never takes a break to sharpen his axe, then he's going to have to work a lot harder and work a lot longer. He's not really going to be as effective. You've got to take a break. You've got to take a break to sharpen your mind You've got to take a break to sharpen your body, to sharpen your soul, your creativity, your energy, your effectiveness, your marriage, your parenting skills. So that's why we take a Sabbath. Now next week, we're going to look at what keeps us from taking a Sabbath and what we're supposed to do on a Sabbath. But I want to tell you, speaking from experience, Even since I've been in this church, the Lord has made me lie down in green pastures more than once. And y'all know that. Whether it was a stint, whether it was this thumb that I've almost lost forever, if it was the fall that should have killed me more than once, 
and the COVID after that that I thought was going to take me out. And you know the serious side of that? I would never miss over one or two Sundays. And guess what? We have capable people here that can fill in. And so I want you to understand, I have to confess that to you because your pastor has to lead in that way. And it's okay because our soul needs rest. And God Almighty himself said, I need to take a day of rest. Let's pray together. Just pray. Let me just pray. As Aaron comes and gets ready to lead us in our invitation. Father, I know that so many times I try to carry the burdens and the stress and I can't really hold up anything, Lord. Much less the world. Lord, all of us, sometimes we try to be the general manager of the universe. Thinking that if we don't take a day off or if we let go and give up the problem to you, then it's, it's not going to get solved. But Lord, we know we need you. So Father, I pray today for everyone who is holding on to heavy burdens. Some, Lord, that are just so painful and so difficult that they would just give them to you. Others, Lord, they may not seem like a big deal to most people. may not, but Lord, they are. They are. And Lord, when you hold them seven days a week in their hands, 24 hours a day, God, help them to understand that they can release those burdens to you and admit that they need you desperately. Father, help us to keep a Sabbath so that that Sabbath can keep us, Lord, in tune with you. Lord, I know this is probably the commandment that Christ followers break the most, thinking it's not that important, and it breaks us, Lord, because you are God and we're not. And Father, I pray today, that you would just lead us to your green pastures that you have for us. Your purpose, your meaning, and you would help us to find hope and rest. I pray for those who've never received your rest. They've never received you in their life as Lord and Savior. This morning, they would say, Jesus Christ, I need you. I'm not God, and you are. I need your forgiveness of all my sins. I need you to come into my life. I want you to be my God from now on and take me to heaven one day. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you are encouraged today and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you would like to discuss or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org forward slash central hub.